What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hey, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with your Thursday morning edition of Southern Fried Soccer. Atlanta United was defeated by D.C. United 1-0 last night at RFK Stadium. Uh, the goal came as, as a result of an own goal by Michael Parkhurst, but he really can't be blamed for the ball going into the net. He was trying to prevent it from going into the net. Uh, it was a nice header by Canoose, and it went off of Parkhurst's thigh and into the goal. So that's how the result occurred. But let's talk a little bit about why it occurred. The goal happened. The goal is going to be credited to Michael Parkhurst, but Hector Viaba will should probably get a lot of the blame. He didn't track Canoose on his first shot after a turnover by Atlanta United in its end. He just kind of jogged back nonchalantly. So then Canoose shot, stings Brad Guzan's palms. It was a curling effort from right to left. Guzan parried it to the left. The ball should have gone out of bounds. By all logic and the rules of physics, the ball should have spun out of bounds. Instead, for some reason, it stayed on the end line and wouldn't go out. It just kind of rolled along the line. Lloyd Sam alertly went and trapped it, crossed it back over. Canoose ran right by Viaba. I mean, if you watch the highlights, he ran right by him to the back post where he met the ball and headed it down and that's where it went off of Parkhurst and into the goal. I would love to tell you that it was an unexpected result, but as many of you know, this was the third time this season that DC United has defeated Atlanta United. That's nine points lost by the five stripes to what is the league's worst team. It's really bizarre. Of DC United's seven wins, three have come against Atlanta United. Of its 21 goals, six have come against Atlanta United. So why can't Atlanta United defeat D.C. United? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, The game was a little bit similar to the first game at Bobby Dodd Stadium. Atlanta United controlled most of the first 30 minutes. It had a couple of good chances. I wouldn't call them uh, missed opportunities. Almiron had one that slid by the post, and I think Viaba had another shot. Um, but there weren't chances that you would have said, "Oh my God, they're gonna, res- they're gonna, you know, that one should have gone in." Uh, DC United started to come into the game in the last ten to fifteen minutes of the first half. Arguably had the better of the scoring chances. Brad Guzan had to make a couple of big saves, including one on Sam uh, on a breakaway. Uh, just following some more, just kind of head turned off defense by Atlanta United. Um, and so, eventually, in the first couple of minutes of the second half, D.C. United is able to scratch out its goal. Then it's able to play back. It's able to stay compact. And, you know, Atlanta United, like a lot of teams throughout the world, hasn't shown uh, a consistent ability to break a team down in a half-field type of a set. Uh, it's very difficult when you can get nine to ten men behind the ball for another team to break you down. 
D.C. United played with discipline. They played with effort, as some of Atlanta United players said afterward. They were playing for each other to get out of the bottom of the table. They're still there, but they were really playing hard. Um, Jeff Lorenowitz said Atlanta United needs to be a little bit more dynamic uh, when it has the ball. Um, Typically, when Atlanta United had struggled to break a team down, they'll say that at halftime they talk about moving the ball from left to right, trying to create some seams and the lines of defense that they can exploit. D.C. United did not allow those seams last night. Through balls to, to Martinez were either routinely cut out by D.C. United or they had to be hit so hard that they would just roll out of bounds for goal kicks. Um, it really was between Viaba aside and Martinez – probably the least effective game I've seen them play as a trio this season. Uh, D.C. United did such a good job controlling them. They, they weren't really able to beat anybody off the dribble. Martinez was really never able to get the ball in any kind of space to turn and run at anybody. He did have one opportunity at the end of the game, but it was a very, very tough Opportunity. The ball was coming in deep from the right. It was a deep cross coming in. Uh, he tried to slide and, and put his foot on it, uh, but a defender was there, and he just couldn't do it. He got up, and he shook his head, and to me, that the shaking of the head was just like, this is just not going to happen today kind of a thing. Um, so now Atlanta United has dropped nine points to D.C. United. With those nine points, if they had those nine points, they would be challenging NYCFC, for second place in the East. Instead, they are still seventh in the East. They are one point behind Montreal in sixth, four points ahead of Orlando City in the East. Atlanta United has two games in Orlando City, uh, on Orlando City. They have one game on Montreal. So there's really not any reason to worry about Atlanta United in the playoffs just yet. If they drop three points to Philadelphia and Montreal wins again, that is a little bit of a time to worry. Now, Red Bulls, who are in fifth, uh, didn't play last night. They have NYCFC on Friday. Columbus Crew, which is in fourth with 39 points, four points ahead of Atlanta United, did win last night. They beat the Galaxy, but Atlanta United has four games in hand on Columbus in this bizarre uh, schedule that Atlanta United finds itself in that is a result of the delays to Mercedes-Benz and and a couple of breaks and things like that. Um, So they should be able to catch Columbus. They're six points behind Chicago and have two games in hand on them. So conceivably, they could catch Chicago. Uh, but they've got to start winning some of these games, and they've got to start playing just a little bit better. They really haven't played very well the past few games. Martino said that last night, uh, that they, he didn't think they played particularly well against Sporting KC. He didn't think they played particularly well against uh, Orlando City at Bobby Dodd. He thought they played decently at Orlando City. Um, that was a game they won one to nothing on Hector Viaba's late goal. But now Atlanta United needs to turn its attention to Philadelphia. Uh, the Union can be a tough team. They're in ninth place in the East. They have 30 points. They've played 26 games, so Atlanta United has three games in hand on them. Um, but they've got to play better. They'll be without Carlos Carmona, the holding midfielder. He picked up uh, his third yellow card last night because he'd already been suspended for five yellow cards accumulated earlier in the season. Now it, the uh, threshold falls to three yellow cards for the next suspension. He reached that, so they'll be without them. I assume you either will see Gressel or Kratz as the holding midfielder uh, in that game. 
uh, alongside Jeff Lernowitz. If Lernowitz picks up one more yellow card, he will have reached five, and he will be suspended for the next game, which will be the September 10th opener against FC Dallas. I am really, really betting that Jeff does not want to miss that game, but he's got to play, and he's got to play in his style. Yellow cards are yellow cards. Um, I'm curious if Martino might just try to mix things up just a little bit and put Gressel and Kratz in as holding midfielders. Or maybe even McCann. Give him a run out and see what he can do with extended time. His his really only extended time came in the uh, Open Cup loss at Miami. I didn't think McCann had a particularly good game, but I still think he's a very good player who's going to be impactful for Atlanta United this season. He just needs some time out on the field. Um, I don't think there were any injuries last night uh, from the D.C. United game. So... You'll likely see the same starters. I'm guessing Martinez is going to start again because Atlanta United needs these points. They can't keep dropping points, and Martinez gives them the best odds of, of getting the win. Um, I'm supposed to go out to train today uh, to talk with some of the guys. I'm going to post the by the numbers from the loss last night. Uh, I'm going to post this podcast, which you can now find on iTunes, so please subscribe. Um, and then I'll have a follow on kind of how Atlanta United's approach to the remainder of the season doesn't really change with this loss to D.C. United. Um, I'm going to write that here really, really soon. Um, as usual, this is Doug Robertson. You can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now, and you can find Southern Fried Soccer on iTunes. I hope you have a great Thursday. I uh, hope you'll continue to read the coverage. Uh, feel free to email me any questions that you have about the team. I'm always... Uh, willing to answer them. If you see me out and about, uh, like Blue Cole did yesterday, we went and had lunch at a great place in D.C., uh, feel free just to come up and and we'll talk. Um, I hope you have a great day and we will see you later. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Constitution.